Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, in, t- in today's episode, um, uh, focus is going to be about IBD, colitis, um, and Crohn's. So uh, today, drill with Hope, and it's going to be a, a really good conversation. This is Hope's first podcast, um, and it's going to be really awesome. So, Hope, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we finally can talk face to face. I know, finally. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. So would you mind um, to, to to anyone um, li- listening today, um, would you mind doing a little introduction of yourself? Yeah, so my name's Hope. I'm from a little village kind of near Glasgow. Um, I'm 23. And me personally, I don't have IBD, but I do have a lot of experience surrounding it. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really really cool to talk about, um, uh, because it 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 it's it's a, it's a it's a guess it's it's a topic that quite sensitive sometimes, um, but it's good that you would like to come on here and have a little chat about it. Um. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I guess maybe like when did you first hear of like IBD? Um, probably when my twin brother got diagnosed with Ryan, we would have been 11, I think, and he got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, and obviously at that age, I didn't know what it was, didn't quite think how serious it could be, Um, obviously as the years have gone on, I've known more about it, my mum has it, my gran now has it as well. Um, so there's quite a fair few people in my family that have now got it and I feel like I've got a lot more knowledge about it now than what I did when I first heard about it. Yeah, I I definitely think now there's more knowledge out there than um even when when I was diagnosed about six years ago would be this year, so since I was diagnosed mm-hmm. with Crohn's. So it, 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 I think as the year goes on, more people do know about it. Yeah, you'd still be surprised though. I still encounter people on the daily that <laughs> you have to sit and explain it. There's still a lot of people that don't know what it is, and I find it like mind blowing because of obviously what I know now. Yeah, it is crazy when you come across um people. Um, but the saying I get a lot of the time is say if there's a situation where I have to explain like what. IBD is and you'll uh, normally I'll, I'll get a, a person say they've heard of it and they have a friend that has it but mm-hmm. I get I get that a lot but yeah I, I totally agree you definitely will, will be surprised that there are people out there who don't have a clue really. I know I kind of go out my way now to make sure that everybody I know knows what it is <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is it is good to raise awareness isn't it um of it mm-hmm. yeah um so we, we, I, 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 I like I, the video that like you sent about your your, your brother last year. I, I watched it. Um, I, I rewatched it again today. Um, oh really? Yeah, but b- before we uh we we came on, just to refresh my mind because yeah. um because um I think it was I think October time when like your, your friend Steph came on here, um and um like, he sent a message or anything. And I, I thought it, it it was really brave, like after like um the story and everything, because um 
it must have been a really hard time and like it, it, it's hard to talk about things like publicly as well because it does take time to speak about some story um because it, it is it's hard to speak about anything really isn't it yeah definitely and I think after losing Ryan I just threw myself right into it because I was like people need to know like people need to know how bad this could be and I think there's like loads of articles about it in the news and then obviously it was on STV news like on the actual TV like which was like crazy um, and then we also ended up going to Edinburgh Parliament to meet some MPs who are currently helping us with the case so it's just about how that raising awareness like and I made TikToks people need to know that I've got colitis and I've been through a similar thing like what it can be like yeah I think it, it, it's really good that like um to do that and making TikToks as well because TikToks are I think they are that, that they are really good because and they can reach a lot of people um mm -hmm. I had so many comments from I think one of them got maybe about 300,000 views and the amount of people commenting been like oh my daughter's got this or like I know somebody with this I didn't know that and it, it's just crazy how many people that it reached yeah it is yeah. sometimes the, the algorithm on TikTok it is sometimes weird because sometimes you'll put one video on and it will hardly it might not get as many views and then when you put like you say another one it gets like uh, loads of other views so yeah. it, it, it is crazy sometimes but it's good that that particular video did get that amount of views because it was meaningful Aye, it was a, it was an important one, so I'm glad that it went the way it did. Yeah, yeah, because um, like especially especially um, like 2020 ish when pandemic started, um, like I think mean, we we all on TikTok a lot of the time, weren't we? Like just yeah. going on it. <laughs> so like two in the morning scrolling on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good fun, but um, it's good for raising awareness, um, I think. Um and the people the people you reach on social media is good because um within the like the community as a as a whole like with IBD um I, I don't think you realise until you maybe go on Instagram and stuff like that that there's people on there that there's loads of people that know what you're going through um, yeah and like like it, I I love it when people who don't have it themselves or they have, or have a, a loved one um that's had Prones, colitis, mm -hmm. and like, like yourself, yeah, just, just wants to raise awareness. Yeah, because I never followed before. Obviously, Ryan passed away. I never really that didn't take interest, but I wasn't too bothered in finding out more about it. Um, and I think now I follow like a good few people that have like got Crohn's and colitis, got stomach bags, had like all sorts wrong with them, and obviously with my, my gran having a stoma bag and she's got colitis my mom's got colitis so I think I just kind of live in the world now where I'm surrounded by people that have IBD so I'm glad that I know more about it yeah yeah you you definitely are surrounded by it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah yeah um but like it, it it's good like it, it's not a bad thing to be surrounded because like I guess you you learn more and more uh, as as about it um because there's so many things you can talk about IBD there's like different topics people talk about um yeah like 
like you've got like you say people with stylus. Um, I think it's it's great. It's great, like um, when people raise awareness of that because I I always say like having a diagnosis is kind of one thing, and then if you have like uh, maybe a stoma bag on top of maybe your diagnosis, that maybe get a bit of time for people to get used to as well. Yeah, yeah, because I remember when my friend Stephanie got her stoma bag, obviously had no idea what a stoma bag was, and I think I don't know if my grand had one by that point or she got one like the year after that Steph got it. Um and I remember being like to Steph, what is it like? What does it look like? And like, how does it work? Because I couldn't understand it, and I just thought like it was like a hole in her stomach. Yeah. Like that is just crazy. What you think it is, and then obviously it's not. It's the complete opposite. But it's good. It is good. It 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 is good. Like um. I don't have one personally myself. Like it, 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 it is um to me, like the two most scary things about having IBD is having a stoma bag and having surgery. Um, but um, like it, I think it's great when people raise mm-hmm. awareness of it all because it, it I guess, makes yeah. people more comfortable if that does happen one day. Yeah, because I my brother was the exact same. I remember when he was admitted to hospital last year, I was like to him, Ryan, do you not think? you could ask for a stoma bag like it just seems like you're never out of a flare you're always not well and it just seems like nothing's getting better and his response was um no I don't think that things should come out of places that they're not supposed to come out of and I was like all right okay (laughs) yeah it is it is interesting because I guess like everyone's as the good thing about RBD, everyone's different. Everyone has maybe similar things about everyone's journey, um, and it's good. It, it is good, and raising awareness is it's important because, like, it takes like lot lot with diagnosis. It like lot like misdiagnosed is it's get it's it's quite hard, and um, mm-hmm. especially with IBD, um, yeah. because because like you get. Because it is similar, maybe some of the symptoms um, that maybe then other illnesses, which you can understand why. But I guess doctors and 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 people out there should take like, like patients more seriously. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Because I remember when Ryan start, first started showing signs, um, it must have been about ten. So we would only just went into high school, and my mum had him at the doctors. his colitis so she knew what it was and she kept telling the doctors like I think he's got colitis and it was always no no he's far too young he's only 10 11 he's not got it he's not got it and then eventually ended up going for a colonoscopy and they were like oh yeah he does have it but they couldn't work out if it was Crohn's or colitis so I think he went years with being called Crohn's colitis because they couldn't work out what like what it was (laughs) yeah it's really hard because it like if paper professionals are saying that, it, you kind of you, you don't know what to do because like that that they're supposed to know what they're doing, but um mm-hmm. like so sometimes they don't. And I think they should be more honest about it rather than yeah. maybe maybe think like they look like they they I, they want to look like they know what they're doing. They don't they don't want to look silly. Say to someone, mm-hmm. um, I I don't know what I'm doing, and I think 
they should be doing that more because like people won't get misdiagnosed and and like if you're misdiagnosed it could be really bad really because yeah i mean ryan lost his life because he was misdiagnosed because he spent since january 2021 trying to get in contact with somebody because he was in a flare didn't get to see his nurse until the october of 21 who took a long time to write a letter to the consultant to change his steroids and i think he was showing symptoms like passing blood and he was passing green and his stool was like just pure water that was coming out he was anemic severely dehydrated which is obviously all the symptoms of colitis, but it's also all the symptoms of bell cancer. And because of his age, he never got checked for it. Um, and he got admitted to hospital last March, where he was in for a week, and they didn't do any tests. They just gave him steroids for the full week and then sent him home. And then at the end of April, he was admitted again, but he was just, he had COVID, and I think he maybe had COVID for about five days, so he was nearly on the way to being negative and he, he just they put him in a COVID ward for a week again no test nothing pumped him full of steroids and then after he was obviously in for a week they thought his bill perforated so they thought they were going to have to give him an emergency stoma bag um, so they sent him that was when finally he got sent for a CT scan and Funnily enough, my mum and dad were actually in Tenerife at the time. So Ryan phoned me on a Sunday, been like, can you come in? And I was like, why? Like, it was half nine in the morning. And I was like, why do you want me to come in? So I went in and that was when a surgeon came in. My mum and dad were on FaceTime. And we were like, what do you mean sinister? And that was when he told us he had bowel cancer. But even in the hospital, it was totally downplayed, his cancer. Like, it was made out that it wasn't that bad. And he eventually, we found out a week after that, that it was stage four terminal spread right through his lymph nodes, right through his liver. Um, and then he got moved to the hospice. So I think he, he passed away 13 days after being diagnosed with bowel cancer. And it was all because they kept telling him, no, no, it's just your clients, just your clients, don't worry about it. And it it was never his colitis, it was bowel cancer. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, like, it, it's, like, so how long was he diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when, like, but, but before he did pass away? Um. So he had it since he was 11 and he was 23, so 11 years, okay. I think it was, Um. Yeah. because he was due a colonoscopy and 20. 20 I think it was but they didn't do it because of COVID so really I should have got it in 2021 but they didn't do it then and obviously 2022 was too late Um, but his last colonoscopy was in 2017 but they put it down to like invalid because he was in the middle of a flare when they did it so apparently you're not supposed to do scopes in the middle of a flare which I actually didn't know um, so really it was well overdue a scope and they didn't do it, they blamed it on COVID, they blamed it on understaffing just everything Yeah, like like it is it is bad really because um, it's, it's not good like how people don't believe people and 
Like, mm-hmm. like, like you wouldn't be be like doing all this um, if you, like no one wants to be at a hospital like saying so, so, something's wrong. And like, I think, I think that perhaps they thought the easiest option is to blame that it's the ulcerative colitis. Just so I don't know that, that there wasn't any more worry if it was someone yeah. else. But it's still it's still not good. And how how that all went about. Yeah, apparently it was his age though, because if, if it was someone that was over 40 experiencing all the symptoms that he was experiencing, they would have got checked straight away for bowel cancer, whereas he didn't because he was only 23 when it happened. So, And then because they ended up, they were giving him paracetamol for the pain, this was before they knew. And then after they knew, he was right on a like, full dosage of morphine, like 24-7. So I don't know how, his pain tolerance must have been incredible for going for dealing with paracetamol to actually needing like full morphine 24 7 yeah yeah and like what there's no age is there like to get diagnosed with anything really no. um so like i don't know where they got that information from really um to say you haven't got bad cancer if you're if you're if you're 23 um yeah oh, well because they obviously didn't say that that book we know for a fact if he was over 40, then he would have got tested. But and especially when my mum's had bowel cancer twice as well. And she first had it when she was about 36, I think it was. So she was quite young as well. But luckily enough, hers was both caught early enough. And we her having colitis. My gran has colitis. It's quite clearly a running factor in our family. And they still, they didn't, they didn't check. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it is. Um within your family it looks like it's kind of a family thing um ultra yeah, yeah seems like it i know that my gran she had diverticulitis and i think she got her stoma bag and then got diagnosed with colitis whereas my mum's had colitis ever since she was like young um but i know that i think it was after she had a liver transplant she got diagnosed and then when she got bowel cancer the chemo actually helps IBD apparently, but they don't obviously offer it as a resolution. So she doesn't her flare ups aren't too bad anymore because the chemo seemed to have calmed it right down. Yeah, yeah, because you can go on um chemotherapy drugs for IBD. Like mm-hmm. um like I've been on them for I was I was on um infusions, one of my first drugs I was on, and like cancer patients take that. So yes, they do have drugs that can help IBD. I don't. I didn't know that. I didn't think that that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like um, drugs that you can go on. Um, like for example, I take drugs that um, cancer patients take. Um, and it, the th- the annoying thing about it, um, it just lowers your immune system really down. Like like where everything's a risk. Um, mm-hmm. not just COVID. Like um, which um, which is hard because people don't understand. Like um. Like if you are twenty three or like like you're you're in your twenties and you you apparently don't look like you are like um ill um mm-hmm. um like people won't see it and it's hard because a lot of time you have to explain yourself um like you tell people to stay back um sometimes yeah I mean and um I've 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 been in that scenario where I have to tell tell people to stay back and um I was on holiday last year I I, I um I went to Cardiff and I was lost. <laughs> 
um and uh i, I asked this person uh well i did actually ask anyone um the person saw, I, I saw i was lost and they, they 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 get really close um and i told them stay like they they were helping me but i said it really kindly i said you just stay back um and there was no point in me explaining like why yeah why, why because they were that they were I just see that like the person wasn't going to understand, um, and sometimes you can see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and do, do you know what? I, that's one thing I feel absolutely horrible about because I was partial to being that person because obviously not realizing the severity of it. When Ryan was not well, we used colitis. I would be like, "Oh, it can't be that bad," because obviously I don't have it, so I wouldn't know. And he was the same way when we went into COVID. When we like kind of came out of lockdown, his he wasn't allowed to go into university because he was on, he was like that is it immune suppressed. So him and my mum were told to stay at home, and I was like, oh, why can't he go to uni? Like it's not, it can't be that bad. Whereas and obviously now I feel absolutely awful about that because it quite clearly was bad. Yeah, yeah, it's like um, what well, one thing um that I see that that I think should be changed is 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 like the um like i like say so, say so that you have an emergency uh like um has with ibd or, or, or a low immune system and it's mm-hmm. an emergency and like and you go into a and e where you have to go if you have an emergency but i think um there should be a ward where people because if you go to a and e it's like it's physical isn't it like if, if you have a, a something physical happens um so, so, say you get run over which is bad like but but, mm-hmm. but 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 sometimes like you have to be in that queue as well where something isn't it's like it's it's, it's your ibd it's your crohn's your, your colitis that is mm-hmm. it's, it's hurting you so i i would i would like to see some possibly changes in like the hospitals and, and doctors and stuff like that mm-hmm. where, where where people who have ibd can go and 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 get seen maybe yeah like have their own section and like like away from other people and that's I totally agree with that because when Ryan got admitted last April, he was sat in A and E for I think it was nearly twenty four hours, crippled over in pain, and obviously they just thought, oh, it's his colitis. When it wasn't, it was actually stage four bowel cancer, but no one knew. And whereas, and he should have been obviously made comfortable, taken a bit more seriously, and not made to sat on I think it was just a random bed in a hallway for twenty four hours. Yeah. But the bed's horrible, aren't they? And yeah. It's like, um, like I, I don't like the noise. Like, <laughs> I remember, I remember, I, I, I was in this emergency, and I, you can't really sleep because, like, I spent, like how I was, I had this candy in my arm. And I know they say you don't move it, but I didn't want to move it. I was just being like cautious. <laughs> if, if I move yeah. it, something, something's gonna happen. And then I got moved to this room where uh, this, 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 this old man. Was in the night I couldn't sleep because he was like talking to himself, which I couldn't I couldn't do anything about. Um, so I like I couldn't do anything about that. But yeah, sleeping in hospital is it's not nice. Like I just wish we could everyone could get their own room, but that, that will never happen. Yeah, I know. No, because I was I, I was in hospital last year, like just getting like a minor day surgery thing, and I remember waking up and I had one of the cannula things in my arm and I was like to the, the nurse I was like take this out of me right now because I hate like needles in my skin and she was like no I can't you have to have it in for like another hour 
and I like couldn't even look at it and it must have been I think I got out of surgery like I wasn't allowed to go home until 11 o'clock at night and she was like to me you can stay if you want like you've got the room um but you do like we wouldn't really advise you to go home it's late at night and I was like absolutely not I was like I'm going home I'm not staying here overnight and uh, out I went to the hospital with my those socks that are for your blood and all that oh it was I would not stay so I'm and luckily enough touch wood I've never actually spent a night in a hospital so my heart goes out to absolutely anybody that has yes that's not very nice um like I, I, I remember once I had to go in hospital really quickly because um I had a, a really bad pain. Um I think that this was even before I diagnosed with with Crohn's IBD. And um what happened was is I, I go in and then they, I, you have to wait and A and E about mm-hmm. I, was there, I got there about three AM and then I won't see until about six um or, or in the morning and I thought I might as well just try to go I got some sleep and just went in the next day. But um, yeah, it, it, hospitals are nice, but um, I think some, like like we say, I agree. Like just a little bit needs to be changed for people who 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 are not there because they've had some physical or something that's happening that affects them all the time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, no, I totally agree with that. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, it it it's good to like it's, it's good that you that you raise awareness, hope because um it's I guess it's fun sometimes like just to educate people um about mm-hmm. a condition or like that that is quite um sensitive but um but yeah like ju- ju- just realizing that like if there's our symptoms of one thing it could be a completely different thing yeah exactly because that was why obviously when we planned to do the Crohn's and colitis my walk it last year we obviously didn't know Ryan had cancer at the time, so me and Ryan were going to do it together because we did it together with Steph in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, no, we're all going to do it again. Like, it was so much fun. So then obviously after it, I think the walkout, we were planning on doing it, it was must have been two or three weeks after Ryan died. And that, for anyone else, obviously, is a really hard thing to do. But I was like, no, we're going out here. We're raising awareness. We're wearing our Crohn's and Colitis T-shirts. And you best believe everybody at this park will be watching us. So there was about 20 of us that went out and like done the walk and we all had their Crohn's and Kites t-shirts on and the looks that we got. But like it gets the word out because people would look at your top and be like, oh, like what's Crohn's and Kites? And maybe they'd go and have a wee Google and they'd be like, oh, I didn't know that. Like you never know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think most people do. If they don't know what it is, they'll go on Google, um, which um, sometimes isn't the best. Because like yes. uh, you go on AJ like says all the things bad about it, which which I think whenever you get diagnosed with something, you're always gonna think the worst. But there there are good things a part of it as well with maybe people mm-hmm. you meet along the way. Um, but um, like speaking of bowel cancer, like m- my family is quite like I don't have anyone in my family that has IVD, but I have like bowel cancer goes like down my family tree, so it kind of um, which like sometimes you do wonder is it is it a family thing IBD like it may not like 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 your family a lot of people have ulcerative colitis so you mm-hmm. like but it, it's weird you know because not every family is, is it's like that it's everyone's different which it's really cool I know but it's weird at the same time <laughs> I know because we don't get told I think we got told that it wasn't genetic 
and I'm currently waiting on getting genetic testing done, even though, like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure, I hope I don't have any IDD, um, but, like, not that I know of, so um, I'm waiting on genetic testing getting done for that, but they're almost certain that it's not genetic and it's just your luck, and I thought, oh, it's just rubbish. I do, I feel hurt, like, because I know more about it now, when, like, because I've just asked Stephanie to obviously be my maid of honour at my wedding, and we were joking about it, and she was going, um, "Oh, what if what if I'm standing up at the altar and like I don't know when my bag bursts?" And I was like, "Oh, we'll just need to have a big break. I'll be pausing the wedding so you can go empty your bag." Whereas in folks that don't really know anything about it, they wouldn't have that kind of sympathy for it, if you know what I mean. And I'm because we, I remember. I think I can't even remember where me and Stephanie were going, and she was just like, "I need a." On sweet toilet and I was toilet like just stuff like that. But as anyone that doesn't really know what it is, they would kind of be like, mm, "Why do you need that? Like, why why do you get special treatment?" And it's but it's not like that at all. It's not like it's good when you have like 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 people understand like 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 you and and stuff because it, it's good to have people like that. Like um because it's hard to speak about it to everyone. Like the like yeah. the like the ins and outs of it, but because if you know what it is and you have like like experience within family and mm-hmm. stuff like that, it's easier to speak to because there's, there's certain things within IBD that are are quite private and you don't want to blab yeah. about it to like everyone. Because that was like I obviously Ryan had met Stephanie a few times, um, and Ryan was mostly the type of person where he didn't really talk about his feelings like he obviously wouldn't tell me because I don't have IVD so I wouldn't really understand how he was feeling he obviously I don't think he did speak to my mum to a certain extent um but when he met Stephanie I think the first thing Stephanie said to him was it was something they met at a party and it was something like oh I nearly put myself coming here and Ryan turned around and went I literally did and like they just hit it off, and I think they used to just sit and speak about it because obviously both of them are very similar situations. Um, and that's why after Ryan passed, Steph has been like the most amazing friends because we have so much in common. Like with her having colitis, Ryan having colitis, and then she's also a twin. I'm a twin, so she's just been like my absolute rock throughout the whole the whole past year or so. So and Ryan loved it as well. Ryan would tell you didn't like her. But he really did secretly like her, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's good, like it's a good story because like 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 with Ryan, like like they kind of had a good friendship. And then um and then like you you and, and Steph are good friends, like you, you, like um you, like um it, it's good that you that you can talk about these things with with with, with, with someone because um mm-hmm. because it, it like like we say it, it's hard to speak about, um, as like like because that about the the tough times because, like, it, it, if it's tough, um, because yes. like not every day is gonna be happy, but uh, mm-hmm. but, but it, and I, I find that out, I find out that I'm not really a good talker in terms of I don't actually talk about my feelings at all. Whereas in before this, I would have thought that I told everybody everything, but apparently I don't. Um, and that's one thing I think I'm trying to work on is not bottling it all up because that can make it 10 times worse. You'll be fine for a few days and then 
the last day of the week you're exploding like you're crying and your emotions are everywhere so that's a work in progress just trying to speak to people a bit more because it does help yeah it, it does and I, I was like that when I was younger like I wouldn't tell anyone how I felt um I was quite I was quite shy or so I wouldn't tell, talk to anyone um I try to get on with if it was in school I'd just do it on my own I didn't ask for help or anything mm -hmm. um and then I guess as soon as I got diagnosed with Crohn's I thought I don't care what anyone else thinks anymore or, like if they don't if they don't like me for who I am they um they can just go <laughs> yeah they can leave they know where the door is <laughs> yeah yeah and um it's hard because when you when, when things happen like this you, you like have, have let down people about going if they want to meet up with you and I've had to do yeah. that quite, quite a lot this year actually and um and so I guess sometimes I'm like I'm I'm tired I I, I get fatigue and um I, it's cold isn't it it's, it's, it's that time of year you know I, yeah I, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> it's, it's too cold out there but but I find the good thing about it is that like you love to like you you're still speaking about Ryan now like it's past so it, it's good that you yeah. like continuing his his story like yeah you know. because I don't want it to, like people would get that question quite a lot it's like oh is it not hard to talk about him and I'm like no like if I don't talk about him it's as if he was never here whereas if I'm here to share his story then like he lived and I was like I'll be speaking about him every day for the rest of my life because he will always be obviously he was basically well he was my other half so I was like you're yeah, I'm going to speak about him every day. And you would be surprised between Ryan passing and obviously now. Obviously, people don't understand how it is, but there might be people that, like, let's say friends that you would lose throughout that process because they just, they don't keep in touch. When, like, the funeral came, obviously they were all there. They were all like, I'm so sorry for your loss. But then after that, they don't, they vanish and they don't stay consistent. And it's like, well, what was the point? Whereas in, it's good to have people in your life that are consistent and you're always checking in on each other and seeing how each other's doing. So that that's the way that I've been trying to deal with things. So I like to people who make a conscious effort to check in with me and I'll make a conscious effort to check in back with them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is good. It, it is good that you, like, like continue to, to honour his memory with, like, mm -hmm. everything and... Like it just proves like um like it it's 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 annoying that we have to fight to get all these things seen and done. I know. But like from from your story and 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 hopefully people can like take from it and even people who are professionals if they ever listen to this hopefully um <laughs> hopefully <laughs> hopefully like they they take from it because like when I was diagnosed I was I was seconds away from having surgery. And um, it was I didn't notice anything was wrong. It's more it's more my family really. And what happened was is that um, they fired because because someone was wrong. No one no one in my family ever heard of Crohn's. Um, even though bowel cancer has been really? um, yeah, no one heard of it. It was really new to all of us. Um, and um, it, it um, and the thing was like I I, I had a um scope quite soon, and and what happened was is I um. Like after it, the consultant says, um, it, it was good that you had surgery, uh, not surgery, a scope now, and you got seen. Otherwise, I would have had to have surgery and probably things mm -hmm. taken out. 
and which which is why people do this and, and people fight because people don't take you seriously um and yeah because I remember I remember getting a comment by someone it was just I think it was on one of the articles and it was just about oh you're going to scare people and I was like I'm not going out my way to scare people like this is someone's story this happened and I'm only trying to like make people a bit more aware because sometimes they're not being told the full what's the word like the full badness of it I can't think of the word the full like badness of how it can affect you um because I just took that comment and I was like I have no intentions to go out here and try and scare people especially if there's anyone that's like 11 12 that's just been diagnosed I'm I'm not trying to scare anyone I'm simply just trying to raise awareness and if you think you need a scope then go see a doctor and if they don't tell you go see another doctor and another doctor until you get a scope because usually your gut instinct is right yeah yeah they're not nice but um they are they, they, they can help like to oh, see that. i'm on the waiting list for one now because i have to get these genetic tests done and i'm not looking forward to it and i've not obviously never had one before yeah and i'm I terrified <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, the thing, like, um, I've been for two in my life, <laughs> um, and the first one I had was when I was diagnosed, and that 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 was both like down the throat and up the back passage, and <laughs> um, it, it's not friendly. Like, um, Mm-mm. like if you want to, if you like, I think you can either have sedation, um, or you can have laughing gas, um, but if you have, if you have sedation, you have to. You have to stay a little bit afterwards, so they keep checking yeah. you. But if you have the laughing gas, you can just go home <laughs> straight after. Um, but um, but the thing I can say to you about the difference between them is, I guess sedation you don't feel as much. I mm-hmm. from from my memory because I didn't feel it didn't like like it wasn't pushing as much. But when I had laughing gas, um, it did, and I was probably more painful. Um, but the reason I wanted it because I wanted to see the difference and. For me, uh, um, having the laughing gas made me a bit like high, like a little bit drunk high, and um, mm-hmm. I, every few seconds I, I, I asked the person, I want more, I want more, I want more. But <laughs> and then eventually stopped. And then when I was in pain, I went loud again because they just thought I was just having it for the fun of it. Yeah. Oh, well, I think <laughs> I think I'll choose the sedation for my first one because I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, best of luck whenever you have that done. Um, I know. We'll, we'll see. It could be, God knows what the waiting times are like these days. So it could be this year, it could be next year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, especially with, with hospitals nowadays, getting mm-hmm. appointments and everything. But, um, but yeah, things are crossed for that. Uh, but thanks, Hope. It's been great speaking to you about like hearing Ryan's story and everything. And um, keep doing what you're doing with raising your awareness. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope at least it, it hopefully informs someone listening. At least one person. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> Definitely. I always say if it helps one person, we've done a good thing today. Yeah, we did. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks, Hope. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely keep talking about like how we're getting on, like with, with, with everything, like with, um, yeah, because we're friends now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, but thanks, Hope, and thanks to anyone who's listening today. And and like we say, we hope you take something from today. And, yeah, thank you again, Hope. I hope you have a nice rest of your day and weekend. Yeah, you too. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.